Stupid Hearts Club is yours to enjoy for free wherever you get your podcasts. But if you've fallen deeply in love with the show, or me, even though that's a bit weird because we've never met, then you might want to consider supporting the show via patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club for about five or a month you can indulge in your sick little fantasy that i am your very own little audio husband friend without ever having to deal with the fact that in real life i leave socks and half drunk glasses of water everywhere either way i'm very happy you're here so please enjoy the show This episode was recorded while my podcast was still called GSOH. Don't be confused, you're in the right place. GSOH. Good sense of humor. The podcast by Nico T- by Nico T- T- by Nico Tataravich where he sh- tries with talks to people with talks to people with a good sense of humor gsoh okay welcome to episode 20 of gsoh um i've just been talking to matt morgan on his podcast for about two hours as usual we started a little bit later than i would have liked because i knew that it was going to be a bit where where we get stuck on some fucking fucking issues, uh, uh, you know, that people are polarised on, and you've just got to let the guy go through it. You've just got to let him just get it all out of his system, and then, as as you may have heard if you've just come from his podcast, he does then remember to be funny again, and I thought his uh, Doctor story was rather amusing. And that's what that's what we stay for. That's certainly what I stay for. So here we are on uh, Tuesday, 14th of December. It's 11.43, and I'm only just starting the bit where we get to do a cheeky um, bit of uh, Matt and Nico stuff. But that's all right. I don't have to do anything tomorrow morning very early, and I am, after all, on drugs that knock me out within 10 minutes, so... Who's the big winner now? I think you'll find it's me. So I'm waiting for Matt to give me a little nod. He's just pooing the dog. I mean, if you've again, if you've listened to um, his his uh, his episode before this one, then you will be kind of experiencing this as a sort of handover, like you like you would get on uh, the Olympics when they go from BBC One to BBC Two. Um, only in the Olympics, it's less likely that you will be banged over the head again and again with issues surrounding vaccines, American elections, and um, UFOs. 
But hey, you know, like, it's your choice, guys. You guys, uh, for your own reasons, you, uh, you love Matt Morgan. To a lesser extent, a small handful of you have decided to like me as well. Hey, I ain't gonna complain. This is, uh, this is my life now, is sitting here on my sofa with my little microphone on, um, trying to just rattle on until something funny comes up. And I fucking love it. So this is episode 20 of GSOH. And um, it's uh, a few days, you know, it's te- what is it? 10 days till till Christmas Eve. Yeah, there's definitely room for another episode next week, I think. I haven't got... Uh, there's no good reason why I can't get another one done. I'm going to try and get Jason Hazley on. He's he he's the guy I write, uh, the the person I most write with, other than just myself. And we we uh, we've had an interesting kind of early period to our sort of uh, partnership as as comedy writers uh, because we've been in this weird shit where we aren't always working, you know, as much as we would have been before the pandemic, but. Uh, I think we might enter a new phase because he's a he's a brilliant writer, a brilliant guy. I'd love to get him on. I'm hoping he might have time to do that next week. So yeah, stay tuned for a bit of Jason Hazley. Um very funny man. What can I tell you um before Matthew comes back? Um I'm not going to go on about it, but I did have quite a cool thing happen in the last few weeks. And I'm not sure whether it, whether it, um, whether there's, I don't, I don't think I want to over, overshare it, but a cool thing did happen. And I am going to share it because I've been having a pretty shitty time of it with some stuff, you know, life stuff, but, um, work wise, I had a cute little job come in where I ended up, um, writing half an hour of material for Steve Coogan. Um, yeah, kind of over, well, it finished about a week ago, but yeah, for, for two or three weeks, I was, um, you know, at his, uh, I was going to say beck and call, that makes it sound slightly less polite than it was. He was brilliant and, uh, he needed some help doing a, doing a, a live event and, uh, uh, I was mentioned in a room somewhere by someone that's a friend of mine that they said, oh yeah, that's, that's a good idea. So they fucking rang me up and I uh, acted all cool and uh, and then punched the fucking air afterwards. And uh, yeah, I, I, I ended up writing fucking reams and reams of stuff for Steve to sort of cherry pick and then come up with some funny fucking ideas on the phone and muck around and write jokes. And, and then I would go off and turn that into a bit and whatever. And then he'd get on that and leave voice notes and that was kind of kind of crazy because you know it's fucking Steve Coogan's voice and it's it's two percent off from being quite Alan at all times so it's kind of amazing getting voicemails uh with with funny ideas in them um and there's a guy who knows how to time a joke I'll tell you now and uh, it was interesting being asked to write some material for someone who certainly in my, in my formative, more passionate young comedy fan years, 
I, uh, I, it's not like I was studying, um, his stuff, but I was watching so much Coogan stuff in those early years that, uh, I feel like I really understand, um, the rhythms and the way he, the, the little tricks that he does, the sort of punchlines he delivers. And so it was kind of fucking amazing sitting there in in Soho Theatre with my laptop fucking trying to bang all these ideas out um, with the intent that they would be then coming out of his mouth and you know it was uh, totally an honour um, and yeah he got like half an hour of stuff out of it and uh, did an event and the event went well and everyone said it was funny and he was really nice and we ended up bonding about being northerners and what it was like first moving to London and working with loads of people in comedy who were very highly educated and uh, uh, come from the, the sort of uh, Oxbridge world and how not being from that world gives you uh, not necessarily an advantage but certainly a different flavour. Uh, and so it was really nice. It was really fucking cool and I, I must say I really... It was a really good time for me to have something cool happen because, um, you know, life life can be fucking tricky and there's always some shit going on and nothing, nothing uh, pulls you out of the fire like uh, uh, like an opportunity that you that you basically have to fucking attack and try and fucking do well and do your best work and throw yourself into a bit of hard work. And I really fucking worked hard on it. Um, and that's always a good feeling, working hard. Um, obviously, overworking and pe people who are sort of too married to their jobs, I, I very much never want to be one of those people. I think you've got to enjoy life and rest a lot and have space in between things. And I live, I live quite a selfish life on that level. But when called upon to fucking throw yourself into, into a bit of work, it's fucking so good for, for your brain. So, yeah, I just thought I'd share that one with you before Nobed comes back. I believe he may be about to ring me, and there he is. Hello? Hello? Hello. Hello, darling. Right, hang on. So, hang on. Who does the clap? Um, if you do the clap, I'll put my headphone on the mic. Yeah, all right. So I'm clapping into my headphone mic, right? For you. No, you're clapping into your speech microphone. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, your headphone mic, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good example of my logic brain just not working. All right, here we go. A three, two, one. Yep. So that's like 50, that was at Lovely. 57 I'll, I'll seconds. I'll leave that in. I'm leaving it in. I don't care. It's, it's raw. The fun. It's honest. It's raw. It's showbiz. It's not showbiz. So what? What happened with the dog just then? She's just um, like she's. I've put. I've locked her in the room I'm in now, and she's at the door, like pounced to get outside because she saw something in the garden. It's just fucking tiresome. Oh, they're just so fucking idiots, aren't they? I mean, I, I know they're cute, but I've lost all respect. That's what's happened. Is I've lost respect for dogs. 
I really have. It's just like you fucking idiots. Well, at night, she like in the day, she's like passive. If the doorbell goes or something, she'll sort of run around a bit excited. You know? But like at night, she suddenly switches into like she's in survival mode. She's guarding the house from predators or something. But yeah. it's fucking weird because it's like, you know, utterly... They don't... What they don't do is read their own... You know, like they will pick up on what the owner's doing. Oh, yeah. And we're all just like chilled out just chatting and she'll see something move in the garden or not even i don't even think mm. sometimes it's that it's just her reflection and she'll go <laughs> as if like oh, i can't be doing with the noise no it hurts my ears and it's and not it their fault hater. you know no it's not but, their, but fucking hell you just sort of feel like saying you feel like you should be able to say something to them that's like give it a fucking rest and they'll well, it's go, like read the room like no one else yeah, is read, freaking read out the room. you that's, bastard that, that, that's what dogs need to learn how to do is read the bloody room. Where's Cesar fucking what's his chops or, you know, what's the big dog training kind of yeah. guru now? I don't know who it, it was a really big thing on TV about 10 years ago, wasn't it? 10, 15 that years Spanish ago. Spanish guy, yeah. Yeah, like a massive sort of like, there was a lot of shows got made around dog obedience and all that. Just hmm. maybe, maybe someone needs to sort of get back in and... Uh, but a different angle on it, like, call, hey, doggies, read the fucking room. <laughs> the thing is, like, if you, like, your natural instinct is to go, no, like, stop. But then you're just barking as well, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they think. They just think, yeah. right, I bark, yeah, he barks, we bark. Hey, hey, we're, hey, we're all playing this game. Run. What, is, what, what does he mean by wow? It's like, I'm not saying wow. I'm saying no. What? It's really odd. I don't know what any of your words mean. Are we playing? Can I sniff your balls again? Hey, what are we doing? I'm going to jump up. Hey, why don't you want me to do that? Just fuck off. No, and, I, and the thing is, it's too much effort because they say, like earlier, she was barking outside, right? So I get her inside by luring her in with a treat. But now she's had a treat, which is enforcement for the behaviour of barking outside. So in her head, bless her, she's thinking, I was barking outside and then I got a treat. So it's enforced that. Wait a minute. I think I've just invented cause and effect. Yeah. But like, the other mad thing is... can't win, mate. Trying to entice her in, right? I mean, this doesn't even work very well now. But at first, if she was outside... If I if I went <gasps> like that and ran indoors yeah. as if something had happened inside, she'd run in yeah. because she'd think shit. Something's no going questions on. asked. Yeah, yeah. Like I was having Wait, a nap. I'll just get earlier. my gun. I'll just get my gun and my badge. Yeah, she's. It's like that vibe. It's that energy. I was having a nap earlier, and then I could hear a dog barking in the distance, and she got up and she like parade. That she sort of like patrols the perimeter of the bed. Like a, like that, as if like, don't you come near my beloved owner. And it's like, Nola, read the room. Read the room. We, you've got to just relax. How do you get a dog to fucking chill out? Like, I wonder where the, you know, the phrases like read the room, right? Mm. Like that, obviously there was a first use of that. And then that became a thing. And now oh, yes. that's like, do you know, like get a room? Do you remember that when that uh, th- these get phrases go for, get a room? And that yeah, was like a really edgy, like cool easy. thing to say at one point. It's low hanging fruit jokes for idiots to be able to say, isn't it? Yeah, but then like I think about this. Yeah, 
but like I remember when I first met Katie and I was in California, they used to say, shut the front door like that, as in shut the fuck up, right? Very clever. And I thought, oh, that's funny and a weird thing. And then it came over here and there's a few things like get my hair did, which they say oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm getting yeah. my hair did. And now that's like a, a super ironic like way of saying, yeah, I'm getting my hair cut. But mm. so there was a lot of American stuff that I sort of witnessed quite early on thinking, oh, that's something and then that became a thing over here probably through telly but you know like there's i remember like i'm trying to think of an example like in the 80s when there was a saying and right so I remember, listen, I, go on. Go on, have you have you got one because i i think i, I, I have a right right so my my version of it is and i i tried to work out whether i could write a sketch about this and thought it might be an armstrong and miller type thing at the time but i ended up not nailing the idea but the observation still works and the observation is what was the first time like things think right so like the ones you're talking about like i totally get it and they wind me up a bit as well like because they become ubiquitous and it's a bit annoying mm. and it's like so next it's like uh in in place of having a personality type of thing yes queen right Yas Queen is a very good example, right? But they're, they're very short-lived now, right, these things, mm. and they, they become passe. But there are other ones, like, real fucking, like, um, the, like, big fucking, you know, like, the big stones that have never, like, Stonehenge version, if you like, of those types of sayings that we all still use mm. and sort of are intended to be a sort of light little thing and it's the very much the sort of thing that uh an aging man will say aging not asian <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't a, a, an attempt to throw in some racism but yeah as men get older that you know like these sort of boring boring things that people say like a good time was heard by all uh yeah. you know or uh, uh so like the one the one oh fuck what was the one i was literally just thinking of it now um oh yeah when when someone says oh and did you um Da, 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 da. And then the person goes, chance would be a fine thing. I know. Right? But sometimes so, that doesn't quite like I remember hearing that as a kid and not under like chance would be a fine like and I understand it now. Oh, they'd be nice to have the chance, sort of thing, but it's a weird way but, of saying it. But hear me out. My my idea for us it didn't I don't think it worked as a sketch, but my idea was like who was the first person who said that and like and what must have happened is because no one had said it to be fair to that person mm. when they first said it it would have been like everyone fucking laughed their heads off and went oh did you, did you hear what ian just said i bet uh, that's shakespeare being literal about it you could you could be bloody right and there's loads of them there's loads of them isn't there there's, there's loads there's of shakespeare's lo ones there's loads of shakespeare stuff that's just totally like everyday language but my point is throw away middle-aged man boring fucking dad not even dad jokes but just boring man phrases that are supposed mm. to be funny um you know like looks uh looks like rain does it tastes like it as well mm. <laughs> nice, nice weather for ducks <laughs> nice weather for ducks that's exactly it I can. I think no, Colin, I, I Colin, Holt, being Colin Holt said that in, as one of his characters nice weather for ducks <laughs> Yeah, but the first person I, I thought there would be a sketch in, you know, the first, like some man like in a Tudor fucking banquet or something, mm. saying chance will be a fine thing, and the whole place just like pissing themselves. <laughs> like, I remember and passing it on, and then seeing that go through the ages. When I was when I was quite young, I remember some 
bloke, it was the first time I'd heard this saying and I thought it was really funny. And I, I didn't know that he hadn't just made it up. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. someone said, so oh, I saw your, um, whatever, whatever. And he said, small world, isn't it? Wouldn't want to paint it though. Like <laughs> oh, and I thought, that's amazing. Like what oh, piece of yeah. poetry? Cause it is a small Christ. world, but I wouldn't want to paint it. And then, and then I heard that a million other times as I got oh, older. And then you, each time you heard it, you're slightly more disappointed with the first guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I really fucking believed in you, man. Now I've heard another 500 people say, well, we'll appoint it. And it's but just... There's, there's yeah. a lot of that. But I, I think lo- sometimes they do a job in sort of like, because there's like, I've said this before about like, I like those jokes where someone's cleaning something. You go, you've missed a bit. You know, all that. Oh, yeah. Because oh, it's like... Dad joke, sort of. We're all together in this, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that hopefully will become yeah. one in the future. Yeah. But like, but then there's things like guts for garters and things like that, where you go, that's no longer accessible for anyone. Like, oh, I'll have your guts for garters. Although I haven't heard anyone say that for ages. But I remember that's a thing people said when I was God, a kid. Yeah. Fucking all the time. And eat Ooh, your heart out, all garters. those sort of stupid things. Uh, like, I'm sure, like, I think me and Russell talked about this years ago. Of like, some of them are quite guts for guards and eat your heart out, are quite visually gross, aren't they? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Those things, like, some of them are so old and they've just survived because they did the best job of summarizing that one particular social situation or feeling. Do you know what I mean? So they just sort yeah. of, like, small world, wouldn't want to paint it though. You know, that. It's a very specific, it's almost like the Germans would have a word for that of going, you know, mm. a compound word that means yeah, something yeah. like that. But yeah, like aerosols. Aerosols? Or aerosols or aerosols. We can't, you you can't do a callback to, to something we talked about on yeah. my podcast. Yeah, just so if anyone's not listened to Matt Morgan's podcast, I highly advise you to do so, especially as there's two hours of this shit before this episode of gsoh so we've tag teamed it again uh if anyone's interested get over there and listen don't to think it. that's a it very good term these days what isn't tag teamed it we've tag teamed it i mean that's just a wrestling reference we're not talking about some sort of gross footballer roasting scenario mm. over the in a travel lodge okay anyway where were we Tag teaming a podcast. I was talking, I went to the doctors and overheard a conversation where aerosol was pronounced like asshole. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Asshole. And That's it was very, very funny. Very, very funny. If you can bear, if you can drag yourself through two hours of Matt talking about anti-max, anti-maskers <laughs> to get to it, uh, that you, you do have the option of just skipping forward. But no, it was, it's, it, we always have a lovely old chat. And I'm very grateful for you coming on um, pre-Christmas. So this is oh, we, what we said this was going to be. Is this effectively this is our little Christmas do, isn't it? Is it? What date is it? I don't even know the date. I mean, for, I mean, between me and you, I mean, we're not going to see each other or talk to each other at length between now and Christmas Day, probably. Mm. Right. So if All this right, is yeah. this is so, this is our the Matt and Nico works Christmas do, and with that in mind. What I might do is is go and download or, or find in the loop browser from some sort of low-level muffled sort of party noise for the background and just leave it under there at all times so that we, we're basically just two awkward men in an office having having a pre, pre-Christmas 
chat because you've I've basically been stuck next to you at the fucking Christmas meal. <laughs> <laughs> and i d- never you yeah it's like you're you're like you know like ken from accounts or whatever and i'm sort of uh you know what what roles do you think we should be at the at the awkward christmas christmas um meal table um i'd quite like to be some sort of you know, someone who's not normally in the office a lot i'm out on the road i'm a salesman a bit of a lone yeah. wolf and yeah. you're like the mm. factory coordinator or something. So yeah, we, we yeah. deal with each other when I pop in and I go, have you got that stuff? And you go, yep, I'll get it in, the, you know, I'll sort it out for you now. Yeah. Not that yeah. I'm in authority over you. We've, we're equals, but well, we don't well, spend you know, much time through the year together. We're, we're, we're two very different strands in, in the same operation, Matthew. And actually, uh, you know, I often wonder, you know, what, what your role, what your role entails. Please forgive me for, for sounding ignorant, because I don't really know what you do, uh, but um, you know what 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 I do know and what intrigues me, um, Matthew, is that um, I'm very much a creature of habit. I'm at my desk here every day at eight forty, um, having been to fitness first, and I just crack through the personal emails before nine o'clock because I feel it's rude to to do any of that stuff on on the company's time. But often I see you, um, you know parking your your van uh and just sort of stretching as if you've had like a long overnight drive and I, I sometimes think to myself god he's a lone wolf i uh really wouldn't know where to start i couldn't i couldn't do what he does let so, me know. tell you let me tell you something <laughs> don't yeah. romanticize what you see because you see a very small fraction of my life let me tell you what it tastes like to live on the road it tastes like <laughs> Egg and crisp sandwiches, Ginster's pasties, and wham bars. Right, that's what it right. is. Right, I did. I did wonder what all, all those packets were. Sometimes Maltesers. <laughs> yeah. I'll have yeah, them in because because the 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 plastic. Forgive me, you know. Do you think that I'm sort of staring at you or anything in the mornings? But I have noticed that um, the, the 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 litter in your car actually comes up to your chin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, yeah. uh, what is that? Is that is that, that like a... is instead of keeping <laughs> receipts for the food I purchase on the road, which is actually right. paid for by the company, I will keep every wrapper and then at the end of the tax year, just count them, them back in. through. I'll staple them to a piece of paper and say <laughs> Maltesers, yeah. grab bag, I mean, and then we... not to make no, you go feel on. conscious. Not to make you feel conscious, but the people in the office, you know, we have been wondering for quite a few years, you know, what at what point is is Matthew going to empty the rubbish out of his car? Because at the moment it's up, it's up to his chin all around you, like a like April. a sort of sea, like a sea of plastic water. And April. I I have actually said, you know, in fairness to Matthew, what he's done there is he's prevented all of that litter making it into the ocean. So maybe he's an environmentalist. Is that fair? That is fair, and it's true, and also, but then there are low points when I sometimes drive to Beachy Head, and I think, bloody hell, is sales really the right environment for me? Then when I get out to have a a perfectly safe, non-suicidal walk around the clifftop, as I open my door, about 400 pounds worth of garage food wrappers will blow into the ocean, and that then is off, you know, my tax bill. And it hurts me in the pocket just as much as it hurts a whale. 
So in, in some ways you can't win because what you've tried to do is get a system going there where you are preventing um, non-biodegradable packaging from making it into the food chain, if you like. But you, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. And, and I guess I'd never considered that. And that's why it's mm. great to be just randomly sat next to someone different every year at the Christmas party. <laughs> yes. And I hope you're not offended by this, but I'm going to request that I sit elsewhere for a while, just because you've really struck a chord with me and I need to process a lot of what you've said. It's had a real effect on me. So I will be sitting over there with near some Fanny. I've... I do worry that I've offended you, Matthew, and just because I know, I know you, you've glanced up from your car some mornings and you see four or five of us stood in the window laughing and pointing, I want you to know that, that from my point of view, I'm always pretty very much on your side in terms of being open-minded as to what exactly is going on with you. To be honest, I've always thought because you have such thick glasses that you were looking at something on the window and i thought perhaps that there was some scheme running to help people get jobs in uh, a work from the lower from the lower end of the of the vision field of the intellectual spectrum and yeah. get them you know i i looked at your clipboard and i thought perhaps you're in charge of orders or or some sort of job i actually mm. saw it once and it was just a crayon drawing of what you did at the weekend and i mm. thought that's bloody good they've given this guy a little jacket and a clipboard so i never yeah, took it personally it was... when you were laughing i thought i'm really happy that this guy's laughing at the window frame you know and it's the first place where i've really truly felt that I can be myself and everyone's got their own way of working I have always worked <laughs> in crayon with rudimentary childlike drawings to make my point and it's let's just say um if, if, you, if you if you look at the uh, the team that work underneath me they're pretty efficient because I'm able to communicate them. For example, if I wanted to um, communicate the idea of a, of a house and a dog, I would just draw a square with then a triangle for the roof there. And mm. like maybe for a dog, I'd just draw probably a bit of a sort of oval When, when you say the, the team that work beneath you, do you mean the collection of stuffed toys that sit around having what can only be described as a tea party? And you rearrange that's the tea the team, party. That's the team and, uh, you know, former sins, former sins. Where are they tonight? Former scenes, I've got to hold my hands up. The team that I'm talking about are, yeah, they're, um, they are some cuddly toys that were given to me, um, when I was a child by my mum, who, uh, just as she was dropping me in the orphanage, and, uh, I have, they've stayed with me the whole way. This is my journey as much as theirs. You say, where are they? But, um, if you just look down, you'll notice that. There's a little oh chair, chair and table under this table, and they're all <laughs> sitting around oh God. having their own little work party, and I'm comfortable with it. I, I noticed um, suddenly, suddenly Australian. You have got an Australian twang. I was going to say, have you travelled mm. extensively through the Antipodes? But judging by the uh, little table set up underneath this table, with all, and I love the Christmas hats you've made them. Yeah, they're actually... And you might not be realise this. They look like 
trendy little beanies, don't they? But they are, in fact, um, just condoms that haven't been unrolled. You're just just fully Australian now. <laughs> now, why is why does every stuffed toy have a tear around approximately where a human would have an anus, and there's just a wisp of white stuffing popped out mm. of that hole? What's going on there? Um, that is to aerate the guys because if you don't aerate them, what starts to happen is they they can rot from the inside. Um, so. I worry about that, and to alleviate that worry, <laughs> Do you I up? like to put my finger in that slit and give it a good old root around just to make sure that there's no excess moisture in there. And if there is any excess, excess moisture in there, um, I get into a real panic, um, and that's when... Um, a tip comes in really handy from a friend of mine called Matthew Morgan, who uh, gave me the idea from his podcast episode, the one before this one, of keeping little packets of silica gel in plastic um, little wallets. And I put mm. sil- I, I, I like to shove a new little silica gel up there. And uh, I've, let's just say I've not had any complaints yet. Well, I actually have had quite a lot of complaints from the people that work here for the company because they think that I'm a bit of an oddball. But uh, well, I've, not had, I've mean, not had any complaints from, from my little team of furry little mates. <laughs> um, I think it's the way you push the silica gel packets in with your erect penis in the <laughs> well, foyer Now, of the I'm going to stick up for myself here. <laughs> That's the problem, I think. I'm going to stick up for myself here, actually, Matthew, because... Um, Everybody knows that the biggest um, um, tool for transferring germs from one place for another is the finger. Now, people are all very happy fingering each other and sucking each other's fingers and all this sort of thing and wiping their ears and blowing their noses. I am a dick man and always have been and I always will be and I'm not going to apologise for it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, oh, I'm well, gonna I, listen. I, I'm gonna move chairs, but <laughs> I, what I love about you is that you started off a sort of jobs worth. You've ended up Crocodile Dundee, and that yep. is perfect for sitting next to someone at a Christmas party. I think. Well, it's a pleasure. You know, you'll probably be Brian Blessed by the time I make my way back round the table. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure, and I can only say that I regret not having talked to you before but at the same time i think it we both know it's pretty likely we're never going to talk again yes and i hope to god that you are not swallowed by the rubbish in your car during a you know when you're on the uh the fast lane of the m6 no what i do is um i just every april when the tax year ends i empty it out lovely hope into you've... a big carrier bag them into a bloody big, you know, one of those, you know, when you could get a skip that's actually a bag. No. Nope. Yeah. Well. Yep. If you like buy logs, refuse sick but bigger, but like much bigger. bigger. If you buy logs or you buy, just say you're a builder and you order a big load of orange sand, the sort of orange sand that kids think, oh, I could play with that sand, and then they turn orange and get scratched. Yeah. That stuff comes in a huge bag. That is essentially, you know, like a big IKEA bag, that sort of st- st- that strength. Can I just say, 
Matthew, I've just realised what my original accent was, and uh, I can only apologise <laughs> for accidentally. For oh, it's happening again. You've slipped can, a whole I hemisphere of a planet. I can only apologise. I've had a little hemisphere slip. Um, I when I was uh, nineteen, I dived into a swimming pool uh, that was very shiny, but unfortunately there was no water in it. And what happened was I smacked my head, and now I basically talk. My voice changes <laughs> all the time. <laughs> that went Birmingham. Oh God! Right, stop. Stop, everyone. Elaborate. That's enough of this crazy game. Okay. Well, anyway, thanks for having me at your Christmas party for this podcast. It's well, you're very a, welcome. It's a pleasure and a chore. It's um, talking of Christmas parties. You, you know, you you probably have the same problem I've got, right? Been freelance for fucking ever, man. Like, mm. so you, you sort of don't. There's no one single definite do that you can rely on. I mean, I've been to plenty over the years, but oh, man, I don't know. Like, do you do you miss having like that camaraderie of like workmates, and then it's like we all can't wait. We're all going to go nope. out get bladdered and. No, not all at right. all. No, why? I mean, obviously, uh, you know, pandemic is different, but like it sometimes, it, you know, if I've done like two projects with different companies and then I'm doing some radio stuff, you get invited to about four or five Christmas parties. Then so there's the production company, yes. the channel yeah. sometimes, sometimes like, oh, we're having a drink with just us lot. And then and it's in the end, and I, you know, me, I, I like a drink and a party. And it's like grueling by the end, by sort of like 19th of December, when some people were like, oh, we left it late. We've, we've booked for November the 29th for our Christmas party. It was like fucking grueling to get to actual Christmas. And it was like, I yeah. can't drink anymore, oh, go to another hell, party. Yeah, it was horrible. It's I really went booze. off it. It's free booze, but it's never that good, is it? And nah. I don't know. I it used know, to be man. quite good for networking. I used to think, oh, no, I need to go because I could talk to people and blah, That's blah, blah. True. But this year, I I mean, also because I don't live in London anymore, so it's further out. It's like a mission. And then I think yeah. I've got to go, well, I've got to pay an Uber to get all the way back into the fucking deepest yeah. Kent or yeah. stay in a hotel. And at this time of year, that's fucking 150 quid minimum. So I know, I know right? So I've like, just fucked so it like, off. Have you gone the same way as me where you sort of... You've almost said, I oh, fuck this, I say goodbye to all that stuff. Fucking can't be asked." Yeah. Which, which... I, I, I meant to I be going to one party. But considering how much time I spend on my own not doing anything, it's like, come on, mate, now and again, you've got to... You have got to yeah. try, you know, now and again make the effort, but I very rarely can be asked with it all. Well, the thing is, you've got to think, like, what am I going to get out of this? Not in a selfish way, but like... Will I just be hung over going, oh, God, did I say that to that person? What did, you know, like, will it just be a weird well, yeah. thing? Will I just be struggling to hear people in a loud pub where no one's really having any sort of, you don't really get, you know, it's like you can't actually have that good a conversation in those. You're better off when you were just young and all just waving at each other, dancing and flirting. But you, get mm. to a, you do get to a certain age where that kind of environment means like, you know, you shout, you know that thing, I think we've talked about it before, where like so like it would be like back in the day when you're at a loud bar or in a club or something and you're having conversations with someone where you've got to take turns literally shouting down each other's ear so you can't even lip read and you still can't hear it but there's no way 
it's just too awkward to keep saying, I, I just fucking can't hear what you're saying. Yeah. And, and so you it's, just end up just fucking nodding. I hate it. And there's like the young ones who are like, you know, 20 something. So people like in the office who might have emailed you once to sign a form or something. Mm. And I was actually surprised the last one, last Christmas party I went to pre pandemic, which was an agent Christmas party. So like the agency and there was people there who were like working for the company and professionals and stuff. Absolutely fucked. Do you know what mm. I mean? And then people were saying, oh God, it got crazy last year. They were having sex in the toilets. This was all going on. And I was thinking, I'm glad that still goes on to the point where, you know, like yeah. it gets proper, like mad. But, um, but I'm, it, does, it just feels very, I'm there to me. Yeah. I'm there with one foot out the door thinking, mm. oh, one of my kids isn't well, I should really be home tomorrow. I've got to do this. And I remember that when I was young and people were like, watching the people who probably were only about 35 plus and thinking, come on, you boring bastards, do what we're doing. And it was like setting fire extinguishers off. And Maybe that's all it shirts. is. You know, like it's just the novelty of like, you're at an age where, you know, one way or another, you're all going to be somewhere getting pissed with someone. But the, this particular little crew that's your mates and the old farts are paying for it. And like, this is where we get to just fucking dick about. The last night I had like that, that it wasn't, I don't think it was even a work do, but but for whatever reason, a bunch of us ended up in, I think it's called St. Barnabas. You know, it's near Soho Square. It's one of them club, private places like Soho House or whatever. But, but, um, there was a load of Yeah, 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 yeah. It's on, it's at the end mm -hmm. of uh, either Greek or Frith Street at the Soho Theatre end. Sorry, the um, Soho Square end. And, the, pe the the bunch of people that I really have a laugh with, like, do you know Rupert? Rupert Magendie and, you know... Yeah. Um, like, a few people... Is that, that how he like, says his name? Because I thought it was I, Rupert I, You know what? I, I sound really terrible now, because now I'll say I don't know. Like, I, to me, it's Magendie. But I remember having a conversation with him saying, surely it's Magendie or Magendie or something. And he was like, no, it's my name. I know how it's said. Right. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> but but he's, was, he's like, always, every time he's I met him, I said he was saying it wrong. Naughty on it, like he used to. He used to be a bit, a bit wild. Actually, he's probably calmed down now. He's got a couple of kids. He's but, a good man. But but there was one 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 the sort of thing he would do. It's like there was a mass, you know, TV center. I don't know if you've ever seen the clip. Mm. But there was a massive Christmas tree, like the ones that they, you know, that go up to a fucking high ceiling, almost like like you'd get in Trafalgar Square. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And uh, we were at we were at you know like the end wrap drinks for summer, and it's like yeah, we're all fucking leathered. We're all whatever. So like someone's gone in our roof said like film this film this so he's fucking he's just fucking taken a run up and jumped into the tree and fucking knocked oh, it no. over like the huge BBC fucking Christmas tree. Well, he knocked it over. <laughs> yeah, like I'll, I'll I don't know if he, he wouldn't want to share the clip now. Like he would have like he did he he'd do something like that on most nights out, like even well into. <laughs> I've like been much older than you should be when you behave like that, but it was always yeah. like ledge and um and uh, at this this one at Saint Barnabas, it was the stupidest thing. It was like Cardinal Burns were there and like a few other people, and for whatever reason, we just all we just all got on the vibe of we're we're naughty school kids and we all got in this cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> And there was just like old chairs and fucking bits of furniture in there, but and and we weren't even doing anything. But we were laughing so fucking hard that we were, you know, 
effectively mainly over 40s in a cupboard. <laughs> we were screaming, laughing. When you say it, cupboard, it, like like literally a cupboard? Yeah, you would call it, you would, you would describe it as like a broom cupboard, right? Right, right. So about fucking six of us got in it, right? And... Like I don't, I don't usually go in for that behavior. I laugh at it, but I don't usually go in for the one where the staff could come along and say, "Right, get out, yeah. otherwise you have to like." Because I, I just can't handle being that that rebel. But on this occasion, like that was the. La- I've got a clip of it somewhere. I'll find, see if I can find it and send it to you. I was fucking hell, like, and even though like I hate that kind of like organized night out, everyone, you know, copping off with each other, and it's just a bit shit, and it's fucking buffet food and. It's it's not that good. I I think back that to that night, and I think certainly post you know pandemic times when we've not been able to just, I was like I could really do with a silly night out with some fucking yeah. people who are a laugh, yeah. Like you know yourself included, you know. Like and even though I don't really work with them anymore, I think some of the t- some of the nights out we used to have with like Tom and James and people like that, like just by dint of the fact that the there's a silly sense of humour in the air, like. Sometimes you do need that fucking night out just to be fucking, just a fucking rollicking fucking stupid yeah. laugh. When it's like that, it's good. But like, did you ever come to any John Knoll Christmas parties? Where it I did, I did into go to one. Fight? Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I no, remember no, one. I, I heard about that. Go on. Well, there was one at um, Soho House where it, it, in the end, he got banned from Soho House. So we were all in this room, and John's just like. You know, mm. well, for anyone who doesn't know, because I have talked about him a bit in the past, but like he's a gruff mm. northerner, he's probably 60 mm. odd. And mm. we were in this room in Soho House, we all had dinner, and it just, I had this girlfriend at the time, she was so shocked because John would be like, right, who wants cake? And just threw a load of cake at Russell. Then Russell was thrown back, and then it all went mad. John gets a fire extinguisher off the wall, sprays oh, everyone God. in the room. It's just fucking mental. The staff come in. Literally and go, like an out of control, like fucking Guns and Roses or something. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it was like literally like, you know, Motley Crew have, have arrived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and then the thing is, why, you know, why I like similar to you? It's like the staff who turn up to say, "Can you stop that, please?" Are the are just fucking drones of uh, low. It's not their yeah, problem, and yeah. they're the ones who have to try and go. Excuse me, can you stop that, please? Right, and, and probably then, have to fucking clean it up and clean it up. Right, so yeah, we I'm all like all that, really. we're all out. But then John Knowles probably like. I mean, I think I saw him like just turns around and gives him like, "Yeah, look, don't worry about that," and gives him a fucking wad of cash. Right, mm. and it is. It's it was funny the first few times, right? Because sometimes it was funny when we did it at the John Knoll offices, and it was like basically his problem, right? Yeah, but there was yeah, once, yeah. well, two mm. things happened with these food fights. One, there was a thing at John Knoll offices. He was going around with a fire extinguisher. It all got really crazy, and then this girl grabbed a load of butter and slapped it into my hair, and I was like, I had to go home from. I was in Camden. I had to get all the way to Bromley on the tube and then the train, and I had like, she literally, you know, like a catering supply of margarine. She took a fistful of that and slapped it on my head, and I was like, hang on, this was a water fight and a cake fight, and now you've done that to me. Anyway, it all got crazy. I found this. Tupperware, you know, like a catering, same sort of size thing of coleslaw. You know, like an ice cream tub of coleslaw, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 and John yeah. Noel had his fire extinguisher. And I threw this whole thing. It was, I thought it'd been opened and people had eaten a bit, right? But it was, it was like sealed. So it was sort of, sort of almost vacuum sealed. So it's just yeah, a yeah. brick, a plastic mm. brick. And he was, 
he was like running around with a fire extinguisher and I got it by one hand and just threw it. And I was expecting that's going to blow up on the wall next to him. Do you know what I mean? It was like the yeah. gloves were off in this, and we were indoors at the time. And it just sailed through the air and hit him on the head, like properly like massive fucking things. <laughs> like a brick. Boom, like a brick. And Fuck. then fell to the floor to the point where he didn't even know what had hit him. And he was properly stunned for a minute. And it was like, oh my God, I've just killed him. And then like sort of went back to <laughs> shooting the fire extinguisher. But I've it was really like- man. He was shaking his head and blinking like, bruh, bruh, like <laughs> properly <laughs> fucked him up. And then another time we had this genteel sort of Christmas dinner thing and Russell's mum was there and I think she'd been ill and it was all, it was just such the wrong vibe to the point where me and G, who was the poet on our old radio show, we were sitting there going, oh my God, imagine like, thank fuck this isn't going to turn into a food fight because this is just, you know, this was yeah. this totally different vibe and no one was in the mood for that. John Noel just goes <whistles> and throws like some part, some cake thing at oh Russell. It all kicks off. And, like, and there was just a moment where Russell's mum was like going, oh my God, like, uh, you know, like, oh God, it's, what's he doing? Like, it wasn't like the vibe of like, he's crazy. It was like genuinely upset. And then this massive, like half a gatto just hit her in the hair. <laughs> oh, gosh, and yeah. so, and I know, and it was just like, Everyone yeah. was going, John, John, stop it. It's just fucking mental. But then like... It's not nice. It it's, just, just, it's just very Bullingdon, isn't it? Not not for me, all that. Yeah, but it's not Good like... stories. Yeah, rah, rah. But like, you know, it, it was... Yeah, but I basically, know, but I mean, it still started off... Like, fuck this, let's fucking trash the joint is... Yeah, because you just a bit think, of a call, isn't it? You know? Yeah, and it's like, all right at your own place. But really... And the thing is, like, imagine you were absolutely hammered. Fine, you'd all be laughing, it's fine. But it was sort of like 9pm and everyone was like, oh, it's just a dinner and then we're going to go somewhere. Like, no one was hammered, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? And it's like the sort of... Like, I know what John's like. I sort of have that in me as well. I'm like, come on, you boring bastards, let's live. And he always wants to, like, experience some stuff. But... You gotta read the room, which is the read name the of this room, episode. Nola. You little I'm shit. Talking of reading the room, she's trying to leave the room, so I'm gonna let her out. Hang on. Do not bark at things. It is ridiculous. Right. That is how you tell a dog. Right. I remember the first full-time job that I had was at this little design agency up north, um, and it was kind of like. So like Manchester and Stockport, Stockport's a separate city, but really they, they bleed into each other. And outside Stockport, it gets, starts to get a bit rural and you, then you get out towards the Peak District and you have like villages like Buxton and places like that, right? So this, this design agency... What, Buxton, Springwater? Yeah, exactly that, yeah. Which, you know, yeah. all that all that area... You I know, thought that was from like the Highlands. No, Buxton, Buxton is, is the Peak District, more the start of the Peak District, so... Basically, if you if you leave if you leave Manchester in a certain direction, you'll head you know, like sort of towards Sheffield that sort of thing. You'll head out to the peaks and it gets villagey and um, gorgeous. But also there are some places, you know, that's literally where like League of Gentlemen, Royston Vasey, and all that was based right, on right, yeah. some of those types of villages. And you get you get really <clears throat> nice places and wonderful countryside, but you also get the odd pretty tough little town. Um, but um, and Buxton would be one of them. But yeah, I think we actually, if I'm not wrong, it actually was Buxton that we had. Uh, this this design agency was kind of just on the outskirts of those kind of places, and the boss comes in and goes, right, 
we've got a really good idea for the Christmas do this year. And actually, it was a good idea. Um, we're going, we're going to a, you know, like a, the local place that is like a fucking blues joint, right? So mm. you know, blues, blues. Well, it wasn't even jazz. It was, it was a fucking blues place. So even though it was like, you know, rural fucking north of England. You know, obviously, those types of music, there's a scene, isn't there? So, like, you've got yeah. fucking people who've played the blues forever. Like, basically, a load of fat old men playing the blues, but they were fucking really good. Now, the thing that was funny was that that we we, we, we got, you know, that you get the menu goes around the office, doesn't it, before you have to choose what you want <laughs> and all that, right? So, because it was, like, it was supposed to be, like, Cajun kind of, like, steep south kind of crazy fucking like you know the menu was basically deep south but a bit novelty one of the mm. things on the menu right was crocodile steaks <laughs> right <laughs> so we're all going you fucking what you know and it's like cajun chicken blah 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 you know like tomahawk steak t-bone blah 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 crocodile steak uh, and the other, and the other, the other thing was like curly southern fries. So it was kind of that kind of. This is this mm. is the this is the mid to late nineties. So you know where like we weren't we weren't very exotic yet with our cooking in this country. So southern fries were like a thing at that point. Do you, know, do you remember that? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That was about as far as we'd gone with like making burgers interesting and all that sort of shit. But anyway, we're all going fucking hell. And, and, you know, a couple of people in the office were like, oh, yeah, you know, we're, I've been up there. You know, it's fucking sound up there. Like, the back, the music's really good. Uh, yeah, I've, yeah, the crocodile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, what, it's like the novelty thing that they do. It's, it's all right, you know. What's it like? Oh, no, it's a bit like pork, you know. Or it's a bit, you know, oh, fuck it. I'm going to have it. Well, you're going to have it. Ooh. So we're all like, are you having crocodile? Are you not having crocodile? <laughs> Was like the, <laughs> the thing. I would so then, have been like, yeah, I'm having fucking crocodile. Yeah, exactly. I'd have right. been like properly drawn into that. So I got, I, I totally went for it and ordered my crocodile steak, and couldn't wait. We were, it's like the in the minibus on the way, we're all already pissed, sort of laughing about what it's going to be like. So what actually happened when we got there is the woman who came around with the orders went, um, okay, uh, I just need to let you all know. Um, sadly, we haven't got any crocodile. <laughs> oh. Like everyone went, oh, like that. Like without, and without missing a beat, she went, but we have got alligator. Fucking <laughs> 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 serious. And, and I bet you it's Polk. I bet it's all just Polk. Yeah, I mean, whatever it was that came, it, it I fuck knows what it was, but you could have, you would have put it somewhere between uh, swordfish and pork. But I mean, uh, maybe now I look there. back. And look back now, and I think, like, what the fuck was I eating that for? Like, not not just like, not that I would never ever try that, but also it's sort of like, well, isn't that a sort of protected species and like, a little <laughs> bit like shark fin soup sort of thing? But then there's the other side of it, which is like, that was in like some dodgy shit little League of Gentlemen fucking restaurant. I mean, what the fuck were we eating? You know, I but, bet. but that like, I've like, never get that forgotten that out line. Of the fridge three oh. days early. So again, got a bunch we of haven't we, coming in. We haven't got any crocodile. You're all right with alligator. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I've had yeah. alligator three times this week. I wanted crocodile. Yeah. <laughs> oh fucking hell! Like, I had fucking alligator for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I went. I once like talking of like. 
you know, um, I can't remember. There was a story in the paper recently about some woman who was like suing for some like mad thing they did to her at works do, right? Mm-hmm. I remember when it was my birthday at work when I worked at this fire alarm pa- company, my first proper job, full-time job. And it was like, you know, I was 18 or 19, 18 actually. And it was like, yeah, he's 18. Let's go down the pub because you can have an actual drink in the pub, mm. right? So, you know, when you're, I mean, at any age, two pints at lunchtime is like an afternoon killer, isn't it? It's just like, oh, yeah. I wish I hadn't done that. You can't coffee your way out of it. Mm. Um, so we went down there and we had these two pints, but like absolutely ridiculously in the middle of this first pint, the boss and this screen printer guy and one other guy cable tied me to the, the you know, they have a little a railing in a pub between like areas. There was like a, a platform bit and there was a railing around yeah. it, like a garden fence almost. Yeah, and yeah. they, and I was like, really, are we doing this? I oh, don't do this. And then Jenny, one of the secretaries was like, oh, don't do that. Oh, come on. Don't do that to him. <laughs> and I was sort of like, uh, and they cable tied me. And it was so badly thought out. They put like shaving foam all down my tie. Oh, right? oh that's such a rubbish fucking. And then they were threatening to like undo my trousers and pull my trousers and pants down oh. and leave me sat there in the pub. And it was like <laughs> and the situation. So and, and it would have, and it was like people then, I mean, like the world's moved on so much from then of like, now mm. hang on, why are we doing this? This is, you know, like, clearly some sort of mad bullying right but (laughs) and i and because i didn't react in the way they were expected i was just like going yeah if you want yeah go on then but i wasn't being a party people i was just like yeah fuck off you know good reaction in my opinion you know what are you gonna do because i know because if i'd have gone no don't it would have just egged them on so if i was underwhelmed i went like you know it was just weird. It was one of those things where they'd oh, sort of like, they'd committed to it. Oh yeah, bring the cable ties and the shaving for Oh yeah, yeah. And then they didn't know what to do. And then they went, right, let's pull his trousers and pants down. And I was like, well, who's going to do that? And looking at them, not in a threatening way, but it was just like, and my fear was like, they're going to, you know, there's the girls from the fucking office. They're going to pull my trousers and pants down. I'm stuck in a pub, cable tied to the fucking so thing. so shit, isn't it? I know, so that shit. So, it's like, so the so, office. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say that. So Finchie and Brent, isn't it? And it was just rubbish. And then it was like, the sort of laughter died down and then it was like come on then let's get him off he's fuck you shitted yourself about having your trousers pulled down it's like mm, really but you know i didn't want it to happen <laughs> but like, oh, and then it was like oh, it's just ridiculous and i was sort of like when i saw that story i was like like if they had sort of pulled my trousers and pants down right and i was sat there that would have been like pretty mortifying but yeah, of course i still would have just gone back to the office and everyone would have gone you know like that no, and i just would have thought Fuck it, but maybe, maybe it, you know this has cheered me up a bit because we we keep we 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 often get on a tip where we're going. What's fucking happened to society and blah blah. And actually, you've got to remember that in some ways, we have. I mean, I'm sure shit like that still goes on, but there are there are certain yeah ways in the in army, which, not in fucking yeah. <laughs> offices. <laughs> but yeah, but there are yeah things like that when you think like what it was like, say, being a, a female police officer in the seventies. And just that the the grim, brutal everyday reality of it being really yeah, yeah. kind of like like the, the that was nineteen ninety five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, you would say yeah. Like 
maybe things would start to change by then. At least people would be more going, you know, this is fucking crass. Don't do this. But actually, you could you could say 1995. You could probably go back to the mid 70s, and we'd still we'd still be doing things in the 90s that that have been seen as normal, like all the sort of best man, yeah, tied to a lamppost, all that fucking shite. I've never, yeah, I I've never if you went back that, to the yeah, 60s, the people who worked in an office would have gone, oh, hang on, I think my headphones have died. Can you still hear me? Yeah. All right. If you went back to the 60s, people would be like, oh, God, don't do that. So no, then I mean, you're, something you're happened only... in the 80s where like everyone yeah. made loads of money and got really leery. And then because by then, 95, I reckon yeah, if maybe, it happened in maybe, 1990, yeah. I would have had my trousers and pants down. But like the girls were like, come on. Don't, you know, it was all just a bit like the boys. I think the 70s guys, were pretty ugly. I think the 70s were ugly. I reckon it started then because you're right. When yeah, you think maybe, like. Yeah. This sort of deferential society, like post-war, there's no way in a police station around the fucking, you know, the 50s that it was Larry because it was more <laughs> out, you know, mind how you go, mom, and all that, wasn't it? Even in all, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that, yeah, just this kind of like, when you think about it, you know, like even th- something like football hooliganism didn't exist. I mean, there, obviously there's always been gang fights, but football hooliganism as a mass out of yeah. control thing it, it i've been listening to you know i've always i've always watched and listened to things about on that subject anyway i just find it weirdly fascinating but that sort of didn't exist and then the 70s it fucking became a thing and it blew up and it it was huge like thousands and thousands of blokes young man young men were just going fucking bananas fucking battering the shit out of each other all the time there was definitely a sort of public disorder misbehavior explosion like yeah. yeah you know you only have to watch say say i know it's only a film but like quadrophenia now obviously that the, those those teenagers were the first you know the 60s they were sort of the first rebellious teenagers in a way i mean obviously you had the teddy boys and all that just before them but but even even in quadrophenia those people who were going wild on the weekend, going off and having a ruck and all that, were still being deferential at work. Yeah, and it was like that sting. The yeah, the boss. Yeah, the, and and even you know Phil. Is it Phil Daniels? The yeah. um, you know the the attitude at lot. work was yes sir no sir, wasn't it? Yeah, it's that's the point of the film, isn't it? Because he's like, going, come on, he's trying to live that life, and it's yes. like, hell boy. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's interesting the way like you know. You sort of think, like, oh, yeah, society's changing really slowly, but like that wouldn't happen now. I'd expect like that would be, you know, like on a stag HR, do with a bunch of fucking like soldiers or coppers, not even coppers yeah, actually, yeah. but like just like proper like blokes well, who have not been touched by I've any. Already sort told of... you, I've already told you the yes, the the Marine Curryow story, but you don't believe it. But but it's fair to say that you're right that those. Those types of jobs and environments, and probably still, to be fair, I'm sure rugby fucking teams are still. That'd be interesting, yeah. actually. If anyone out there does play rugby, and it has has been in a rugby club over the years, has that shit sort of calmed down a bit? Because even in football, they talked about like Gary Neville and Phil, uh, Paul Scholes and all these types of players talked about how when they first came through, like Beckham and all them. When they just before yeah. they become famous, the year before that, your first year, you're cleaning the boots for the senior players and all that, and they would wind you up like blokes uh, a new job, and uh, all sorts of shit. And there's there's loads of funny stories out on foot, football podcasts about that 
and they call it I think they call it raising uh, or haze, hazing. hazing 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 yeah hazing but I, I remember but hearing hazing that wouldn't be tolerated now would it no they were like putting fingers up your bum and all sorts of stuff like they were just you know nowadays on paper you'd go well that's sexual assault that's well mental. exactly right exactly but like it's just uh, hang on a minute i'm just going to switch headphones because my airpods they're little bastards all right well i'm going to wrap with... up in a sec anyway but uh all right let me just you, do this because i'm you just look after your pretty ears dying. and i'll talk to the to the lovely boys and girls okay i'll be hello. back in seconds okay yo hello boys and girls i do hope I do hope that you uh, have been enjoying this extra special time with uh, Matthew and I. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get another podcast in next week um, with Jason Hazley if he's available. But uh, it's been lovely having Matthew on. I will round up and say goodbye to him properly in a minute. But what I will say to you is stay tuned just for a few more minutes because there's a couple of couple of little sod, sods here that I want you to hear from. Matthew, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on our almost Christmas, you know, party uh, episode special, GSOH number 20. Uh, I think we've had a a re good giggle on this one. Hmm. So I would like to thank you on behalf of my entire household, which is just me on my own. <laughs> I'd like to thank you on behalf of all of me for for um we we we've been on a little journey this this year, really, haven't we? Like you we know, really um, start you know we we we'd have the occasional friendly chat before before the pandemic but we just ended up chatting and then fell into this habit of doing podcast chats and my weekly podcast which has been born out of your podcast has become something that is very very dear to me as is your wonderful friendship so thank you for a wonderful year babe oh my god give us a little kiss oh yeah oh god just unbuckle just unbuckle your dress oh <laughs> Unbuckle your dress, crikey. <laughs> that sounded horrible, didn't it? But anyway, yeah, age. seriously, have a have a fucking good Christmas, man. Yeah, well and... listen, we might talk again because what I I could do a Christmas special where I phone my regular guests on one podcast and just do a little check in with them. Oh, Although nice. I probably that could fall apart quite easily because imagine trying to, you know, get everyone like well, you coordinated. Need, yeah, you'd need to know what day's best for what person, and then just blag it, and then put it together. But you'll be all right. Yeah, but you know me. I'll, well, put it this way: I'm artifice. going. I'm going for the for the main Christmas bit. I'm going up to Manchester, staying four nights in the Midland Hotel. Thank you very much. All on my own. Don't in give the, it away. You the... have women banging on the doors. Well, well, I mean, you know, do the jokes. Who's, who's to stop them? <laughs> Um, banging on the doors trying to get out. <laughs> um, no, but um, I'm going up there to, to make my mum Christmas dinner. I've seen a couple of mates, but uh, there will be time along the way for a little chinny wag. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's... Um, I don't know what... I mean, our plans, as they stand, is to do Christmas at home with just the kids, because I feel like 
one thing that's good that's come out of coronavirus in last year was, you know, when you're a kid and you just want to, you've got all these new presents and then you have to get in the car and go to yeah, family, yeah. even though you get yeah. more presents. It's like, because we've oh, moved you down wanna, here. You just like, want to rip into it, don't you? Just want to be at home in your pyjamas, yeah. eating and playing with your presents. Yeah, well. So we're doing Christmas at home and then Boxing Day, we're having the whole family come over. So we, we're Ooh. hosting Boxing Day. Mm. But I've only got... Because my nice workload's so high. Um, well, you can sit in the garden and look through the, the spectre at the feast. Uh, because my workload's so high, I'm only allowed Christmas Day and Boxing Day off. Chance to be a fine thing. <laughs> Small world, wouldn't want to paint it. No rest for the wicked. Well, have a good one, mate. And thank well, you, that as no always. no rest for the wicked. Well, don't start trying to open up another fucking... Comedy Sorry. can of worms. The show has <laughs> finished, Matthew. I'm trying once again. <laughs> it's an hour after my bedtime, and now I've got to take a strong sedative to cope with having spoken to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has been three hours, and yeah. it's like being in a tumble drive. Images yeah. and words and thoughts and. But I wouldn't have it any you. other way. I wouldn't have it any other way myself, but please don't talk to me until the year 2023 or whatever one's next. Yeah, all right, mate. Nice one, man. You take care of yourself. Yeah. And anyone who thinks either of us bully the other one, then just just bear in mind that it's usually just Matt Burley and me. Goodbye. It's not bullying, it's tough (laughs) love. It's not bullying, it's just a bit mental. Yeah, it's just just the way that when a man and a man like each other very much. Yeah, on a podcast alright well get yourself to bed yeah and put you put that mate. cute little booby away mm-hmm. she's all yours float off to dreamland she's all yours and one day I mean when was the last time we were in a physical room together well exactly it's been too fucking long man like let's get let's get over the new year and we'll we'll do we'll I'll, I'll come over and do a visit yeah we'll venture we'll get braver mm. and braver won't we now that we're triple jabbed yeah, yeah exactly of the yeah. world and uh, yeah, we'll do something in the real world. Well, I'm going to do this live on the stage of something. Oh, yeah, I'll be into that. Cool. Yeah. All right, man. You could come out with your guitar. Look, I know you're lonely. You can't play but you... it. You can just hold it. No strings. <laughs> Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. See you, mate. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Are we hanging up? Yeah. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Sure, <laughs> mate. Bye. Okay. Well. Um, well, I hope you enjoyed um, that. A bit of extra uh, miserable. Shitty Morgan and Tatelovich content as we come to the end of the year. Um, I thought I'd say a little tara to you all. As um, I think I'll manage, I think I will manage an episode. I won't, don't want to promise, but I think I will manage an episode when I'm up in Manchester. Um, to feedback on maybe even on Christmas Day could be quite fun. Uh, when I'm in my hotel reflecting on the appalling 
mood that my mum will have been in that day. I'm just going to cook for her this year. That'll be worth downloading or uploading um, into your brains. It's guaranteed lols from your point of view and almost certainly guaranteed misery from mine. But I'll try my best. I've already bought the duck fat and the cranberry sauce. And uh just think my mum needs looking after this year because she's on her own for the first time. Um, she's not widowed. She has... Uh, she's made herself single, shall we say. So any anyone who wants to be my dad <laughs> out there, um, write in. Please write in. Um, she's 73. Worth a few quid. <laughs> what am I saying? This is horrible. Anyway, uh, right. the point is, I am going to try yeah, to. Um, all right, all right, I'm having a go on this. Yeah, yeah, um, hang on. So, the, the, okay, eight, eight, no, sorry. Do my fucking Christmas song, man. Just, sorry, my. My two little nephews. No, I'm fucking going. They keep muting on the guitar and I keep saying, just, just leave it there. I'll go for a walk in a minute. Put your, put your, put your, put your hats and your mitt, put your hats and your mittens on. Fuck off, man. Right, no, right, no, 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 you can right, have a go, on, I told you, you can, you can both have a go right, on it, but you've got to take turns, okay, to go. no, 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 I don't want to hear it, you can both, no, I know, look, you've both, I know, and you've both got, you've both got pretty songs, you've both got pretty songs, yes, you have, no, don't say that, no, are. okay, right. all right, oh, here's what back. we're going to do. Right. Take that you back. can do one song take each. Get music. No, not just music. I'll decide. I will decide music. who goes first, okay? Noel, right. you can sing We're On Our Way Now, all right? That's Jeez. a nice one. Right. You do that. That is an absolute tune, right? right? That is it. And then when we're finished, Liam, you can do your Christmas one. Oh, nice one, man. Um, what Are You Dreaming Of? Does that Fucking sound fair? Chew, man. Yeah. Do, I'm not. Doesn't matter who goes first. One of you's ending the show. One of you gets to go first. Well, I, one I, of you's ending I'd the rather, show. I'm They're both going. being the best one, aren't they? All just come on. Just have a. Let's just have a little group hug. Fuck off. Fuck off. No. All right. That's no. Fair enough. Okay. No. Hey. Fucking give it here, man. Right. Okay. All right. Do it now. All right. Right. No. You go first. Respect your elders, oh, man. That is fucking it. Fucking stupid. Fucking. Shut up. Shut up. This is called We're On Our Way Now. Remember what about a bee? Had to walk you home Said I'll see you later You were living the dream When the morning comes Gonna meet your maker Good luck in the afterlife I hear the morning song Doesn't cast no shadow chose to drift away look at you now run away 
got the love lady I'm worn out every little trick to try to drag you down don't know why Ooh. on top of the world When the cold wind blows, you said the chill don't matter. Having the time of your life, but when you take those pills, does it make it better? Good luck in the afterlife. I hear the morning song doesn't cast no shadow. You chose to drift away Look at you now Run away now The truth can be so hard to swallow Hey now You got the love, you got the love, baby I'm worn out With every little trick they try to drag you down Don't know why Good. Fair Liam admits that is good. That, that is that a good song. That is the record of the year, right? Come something, on. something slightly different about it, man. Mike. Well, there you, there you go. There you go. Just say, just, me- say, just yeah, say Merry yeah. Christmas. That's I'm all people genius. want. Just, right. just say Merry Christmas right. to your brother. Oh, fucking Merry Christmas, then. I'm not right. asking. I ask now, you. Noel, you, know you say Merry Christmas to your brother. Right. At the end of the day, right? Merry Christmas. Much appreciated. You know what I mean? There you go. Now let him do his Christmas song. Right, and don't ruin it. Let him do it properly. Don't fucking laugh at me. I'll fucking wrap this round your head. Ah, right. I didn't do anything. Go on, Liam. Fucking sell, mate. Right, here we go. All you're dreaming of. Right. Right. Well, at the end of the day, right, this starts with farting. Paint the night sky 
While the morning waits With a field of stars To keep the dark at bay Take your spotlight Underneath the moon Sometimes a miracle Is all that can carry you Oh, what are you dreaming of? Is it the kind of love That'll be there when the world is at its worst That'll cover you in kisses unrehearsed When you're losing ground still tell you that you're worth All you're dreaming of Shut the pain, birds Come and rest their wings Upon your windowsill Without a song to sing Close your eyes and Disappear inside All that is beautiful Was following behind Oh, what are you dreaming of is it the kind of love that'll be there when the world is at its worst that'll cover you in kisses unrehearsed when you're losing grouse he'll tell you that you're worth all you're dreaming of All you're dreaming of All you're dreaming of Oh, what? Are you dreaming of? Is it the kind of love That'll be there when the world is at its worst That'll cover you in kisses unrehearsed When you're losing grouse He'll tell you that you're worth all you're dreaming of There you go. That was very, Thanks, very man. nice. Very, very Christmassy. Very right. Thank you very well much, done. You were having that initiative. I loved the you having that. That was trumpety right, hovis bit at the beginning. Thank you for saying so. Yeah. Right. Well yeah, done, day, Merle, right, for not just doing trumps all the way through it. Yeah, See, cheers, you man. can do it. You can do it. We can all we can all just be nice to each other just just for a right, yeah, couple day, right, of weeks. I am willing to be nice. I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm anyway, well done, nice, both man. of you. Yeah, well, very, very right. good. Thank You're very, you very, very talented. Thank you. For <clears> singing. Very, very nice strong one, singing right. voices. <laughs> just having a laugh. Just having a laugh because it was. <laughs> it's part of the fun, isn't it? It's part of the fun of the show. It is, it's okay, right, you two little buggers, get outside. 
top right, top podcast this we'll one. go outside together and we'll build a snowman fucking hey? nice one man yeah, yeah. We'll build fucking a snowman right, top right. idea man yeah. 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 lovely so stuff i think i think we'll leave it at that i better get on and look after these two uh uh merry christmas patrons thank you so much for your support this year and uh i will next speak to you possibly christmas day like i'll drop it probably boxing day i'll do a little one on tour um have a good one till then everyone don't go crazy and uh don't get coronavirus bye Remember, if you love the show in a deep and probably unhealthy way, you can help support it on an ongoing and stalky basis on patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club. Uh, your choice. See you soon, you internet weirdos. I- I'm, I'm one.